You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What's up, guys? What's up, bro? How are we doing? Good, mate. You ready to rip? Don't, um, yeah, yeah. Don't let the uh, frustrations brought on by technology fool you. I'm fucking relaxed as fuck. Good living up there, mate. Uh, it's the best living. It's actually like shockingly good living. Other than the fact that you can't swim in the ocean for fear of getting eaten by crocs. Um, and like Yurikanji and shit. It's, it's some good, good living. Also, they've got the, the, whatever that bird is. What's the bird? Live, not the live bird. The lorikeets. The etch Australian bird. Cassowary? Oh yeah, cassowaries. Dude, cassowaries, just a little side note on them. Fucking only bird with three scalps to its name. Three known killings. <laughs> now, do your own research. I'm parroting that from friend of the show, Chuck, Charlie Bly. But deadliest bird in the world. I was like, fucking chalk that up to Australia. Another one. Another psychotic animal. But a bird, like, it's got like some horn on its head. It can get up to like 30 k's an hour and it just puts its head down and fucking charges at you. And whoom, stab you. Stab you good, shiv you. Is it the only bird in the world with known killings? I don't know. I would. I was shocked by the fact if that is the truth. If it's the only one with with like, you know, proper respectable chalkboard numbers, mm. like I'm sure an eagle's fucking peck someone's eyes out or something. Yeah, I think eagles have taken like babies as well and stuff. But I feel like from what it seems like cassowaries. Yeah, but like, let's give you. You can't. Babies, no disrespect to babies. I've got a couple of them myself. They're not much fucking chop in the, you know, in the harsh, sort of the harsh battleground of nature. Mate, there's a, a there's, there's plenty of weak weak animals out there that get that get the W over a baby. You got to talk fully grown uh, adult yeah. male or female, but adult when you're talking kills from from mm. wildlife. In my opinion, I've always been of that belief. I also like uh, hand-to-hand <laughs> combat as being the measure. You know, like emus will run next to cars, yep. run into them, some bloke flips the car, kills everyone involved. That's I'm not chalking that up as a W. I'm talking hand-to-hand stuff. Yeah, no, it's got to be it's got to be mono e mono unarmed combat. It's a good point you make though. Surely an emu's fucking got a couple of scalps. I'd be shocked if an emu with those big old claws doesn't like you know just rip someone's gizzards out. Well, I don't know how how um, likely they are to turn and throw, as they say in the old. I, I would expect an emu to, to fucking get the skates <laughs> on, you know? Yeah, so would I. But, like, I feel like I feel like you could piss an emu off. An emu looks like someone who would be a little curmudgeonly, like would get upset at you pretty quickly. They wouldn't have a, they'd have a short fuse to punch on. That would be my, again, face value book by its cover sort of. Well, perception of an emu. yeah, I mean that that could, and that's probably where you've gone slightly wrong. In that, in my experience of emus, and I've had some level of experience, given they used to roam the Dubbo Zoo free range like a chicken in the open, and yeah. they just molest bins and and okay. fucking and and take to people's picnics. But I don't ever remember people throwing hands with emus. I could be wrong. That. But I feel like that's something I certainly would have remembered is, is watching a man throw down with an emu at the zoo. They keep to themselves. Well, again, again, like 
I like, and you raise another very important question, which is, you know, how docile is an emu that is already a little bit acclimatized to human interaction, right? Like, if it's got a bin at its disposal, it'd be a, it'd be a, a mad, crazy emu to forego a, f- a fucking layup of a meal over in that bin to come and start trying to punch on with me and my family. But if I'm like, if, if I bump into an emu in a dark alley out in the bush, yeah, does he? Does it? Does the emu? He or she? Are they more inclined to turn on you? I don't know, but the cassowary is the only one apparently, unless Dave's found something in the interim. Cassowary three recognized kills. The the three number. I don't know if I can confirm that. Definitely at least one. But yeah, in terms of like hand to hand combat, adults, unprovoked attacks, cassowary out and out leaders. So what I'm hearing is, oh, fuck what I'm yeah. hearing That's is, cool. don't startle a cassowary at the fucking watering hole. That's what I'm hearing. Stay clear. Yeah, yeah. Steer clear of the cassowary. But that's, look, that's all just a roundabout way of saying that despite the inherent dangers of Port Douglas, of FNQ more generally, um, this place is phenomenal. I feel like I'm living in Jurassic Park. It's not overdeveloped. No high-rise buildings. It's all old and marshlands and shit like that. The temperature in winter is... It's fucking perfect. I may have got a tan, I don't know, but I'm a huge FNQ fan. Show me your arms, I'll make I'll make uh, a judgment on that. Well, no, because no, that's not, not really. Fair. Sorry, buddy. Tell you the way you really do it. No, no, no. The way you'd have to do it is if I start showing you my pubes a little bit, and you get to see like the pant line. Yeah, I know, but you can get a you can get a pretty good call on an arm. I've always thought, particularly the back of an arm. I think you can get a really good read there. Mm. And I'm not look, too. I'm look. I'm not I sitting here impugning your work. We should leave it up to the power of the internet. It seems like you might be. That's okay. How was the wedding? I um, I mean, the wedding was phenomenal. Shout out to Jez and Tam. Uh, it was on a wharf in Port Douglas, and it was a beautiful day. It was beautiful temperature, as I mentioned. Eddie, did I tell you? You know my fucking um. My hot suit. My hot wedding suit. Mm. Yeah, you remember it, right? I went, I got it taken in. It was a big hullabaloo. I got some shoes for it. Found a shirt. I was ready to rip. I remember. Daddy left it at home. Yeah. I didn't see it in photos. And I was, I raised a cursory eyebrow at that. I thought, has he parked it? Did he he fall out of love with the suit? No, daddy forgot it. Oh, dear. No. Dad forgot the suit. So what'd you have Dad to wear? How'd you suit. fucking... Do you have to think on your feet? I was at the... I just fucking... I just had shit in me bag. You took a backup? I... Th- no, I didn't take a backup. I just had fucking some pants and a shirt. Like a t-shirt. I, listen, ultimately, it wasn't the end of the world because... FNQ weddings, are, I think, are a little bit different. Like You can basically rock up in whatever the fuck you want, and some people did. Some people wore whatever they want. To be honest, after forgetting the suit, I was like, fuck, it would almost be funny if I just rocked up in board shorts and just like really took the piss. But when I got there, mate, I, was, I wasn't I was close to the most casually dressed. So 
FNQ did me well. If this was a different wedding, if this was yours in Hobart, if this was some other sort of, you know, less tropical wedding, I would have been fucked. But I dropped the girls off at the uh, airport, nipped back to the studio to drop the car. And as I was getting back to the studio, I was like, I've left my fucking suit in the cupboard at home, haven't I? Shit. And then I was going to make a mad dash, but the lady was like, you will miss your fucking flight. Yeah, you don't want a mad dash so under those there? circumstances, mate. And like you say, far north Queensland, the place to forget a suit. Was anyone there in, in the double pluggers and mm. the and the board shorts and the singer? No, no one went that rogue. That's basically all anyone wears up here generally, but no one went that rogue for the wedding. Gorgeous wedding, beautiful speeches. Friend of the show, Hamish Street, was the celebrant and fucking delivered. <laughs> delivered. Absolutely terrific. Um, real like long uh, sort of poetic ramblings about love oh. and about fucking at one point he he at one point he said would a chair need to sit down in a chair or something like that <laughs> he's good mate he's very like, good he's he's always mate, been, he he's always had a little he was bit of shakespeare good. in him as well he's always take it's like a duck to the water street it was to love good. He, he's always wrote carly quite long yeah. eloquent letters on their uh anniversaries yes yes he obviously, and this is sort of what it was. It was really, and it was good. Sorry, I spoke over you there, mate. The uh, the joys of broadcasting over the interweb. I was going to say, obviously, he's he's got an eye for for flowers as well. If anyone's seen flowers by Haim, they know that he's got he's got a bit of an eye for those things. The eye, an eye for the sappy. Well, for anyone who's seen Flowers by Haim for the last two and a half years, you probably haven't seen many Flowers by Haim on there. You've got to go back a bit further. But you will know that. <laughs> You've got to go back a little bit to when Haim was also moonlighting as a florist. Um, and by that, I mean he was just stealing flowers from people's gardens <laughs> and arranging them for his wife. He actually did Ella's 30th or my 30th, I think. Uh, so... Was it my oh, thought? Right. He did someone's. He did someone's birth. I think it was Ellis, yeah. and he did a remarkable job. Shout out to him. Uh, they were all stolen from people's yards, yeah. though. <laughs> Front and yeah. back, if memory serves. They were, serves. They, were, they, were they were hot. They were they were hot flowers. Yeah, they were hot. Those things were hot. But you save a fortune because flowers um, are expensive. <laughs> You do. The funny thing about stealing, you don't you don't spend much money. It was probably he probably he probably, <laughs> but, he probably um, wrangled five or six hundred dollars worth of flowers. I reckon just off the eye test. Yeah, it was, and 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 did like different sort of styles. You know, it wasn't just like a mishmash of shit. He actually he was good at it. Listen, obviously it was a little bit uh, you know legally questionable. I don't know. I don't know what the laws are about picking flowers from people's gardens. It seems kind of play on, but not not necessarily uh, at scale, <laughs> like he was doing. Listen, I think I don't think anyone would begrudge someone for picking a couple out of the front yard. But when you wake up and you've had your whole flower bed stripped, <laughs> then maybe you fucking get on the blower to the cops. I don't know. I don't have a front yard, Tom. Such is Sydney living, yeah. but you know. <laughs> No, no. 
but still your your backyard if Streety could find a way in there he'd fucking he could pillage those flowers on that wall oh, I know well, that's why I keep the gate locked and bolted Tom because <laughs> I know what he's like Tonker at the ready yeah Tonker at the ready to fucking rip threads <laughs> that's the way to do it um anyway mate I mean like there, oh, there's obviously more to get to with uh Port Douglas horizontal living but I mean you also got to experience you know the home of Tommy Burns the Sunshine Coast yeah I, I did mate um Noosa statues, specifically. statues and posters of you everywhere um a little bit, uh, yeah, almost, almost a bit fucking of a wig out, right? To to drive into the Sunshine Coast and see statues, yeah, being I know. made everywhere, people in tears at the at the prospect. Well, especially because I because I've never lived there in my entire life, but they've adopted me as their king. Mm. Now you're getting a lot of raps up there, buddy. A lot of raps. Sunshine Coast, a beautiful part of the world. Mm. Noosa specifically, where I did most of my work, Tom. I did dip a toe into Yamundi as well briefly. Another quaint spot. Uh, good living. Three days of mm. sun. Is that for when the markets, I mean, mate? When I say sun, Tom, I mean sun. I mean the sort of sun that you, when you look at your phone app and all you're looking at is sun. There's no fucking cloud. There's no little, there's no other icons. Because I'm not interested in other icons, quite frankly. I'm only interested in that true blue Australian sun. That's the only icon I'm into. We were getting 21s, 22s, 23s, dare I say 24s, Tom. I'd make an argument, a strong one, 27 in the sun. I don't care for the shade. I wasn't in it. 27 in the sun, deck chairs out, <laughs> towel out. Mm. I bought a book. I got three books price, priced at the price of one book because it was a closing down sale. So I felt like I had a fucking great win at the bookstore. I'll probably never read the other two. Not important. A deal was done. A deal was done, Tom. A deal was done. <laughs> what was... Hold on. <laughs> this, I need to hear a little bit more about this deal, Edward. You can't just gloss over the fucking... Don't bury the lady. Your kid's got one of the great deals of all time on books. Listen. What I, books did you get? Listen, I don't want to brush over a deal done, but uh, went into the bookstore. I remarked immediately that the store seemed a little unfilled. I thought, Jesus Christ, this they've not presented this store very well. And this is no disrespect to the store owners, but I was a little taken back by the lack of effort made to dress the store up to it, appropriate it, 2023 standards, Tom. Did it at all remind you of uh, an apartment of a former associate of ours? <laughs> Just had nothing in it? Ah, uh, listen, it, it, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it reminded me exactly of the apartment of a former associate of ours uh, since removed. However, now that you raise the point, there were certain similarities. Um, he had rooms empty. Yeah. There were sections of this bookstore empty. Um and so I'm yeah. sort of like yeah. I'm I'm rummaging through books looking to see if anything takes the eye. You got to look. You got to search a little bit harder when everything's been um, pillaged, as it were. But I found a couple of gems. Yes. Uh, there was a a Robert Harris book, Conclave. Tom Robert Harris uh, wrote <laughs> such yeah. um, fictional works as Fatherland, which was a good book. Munich. Another good book. He probably he takes he takes non-fictional worlds, real world uh, sort of environments, Tom, and splices it with fictional work. Mm. So Robert Harris Conclave oh, under okay, the belt. Wow. I get to the desk. She says, "Listen, you actually can get another two books for free." To which I became a little giddy 
all right, at the thought of paying $14 mm. for three books, I think most people would get a little giddy. Um, yeah. Yep. That's about $4, what, $4.70-ish, something like that. Don't know the math right off the uh, top. Uh, of the yeah, you're not close. Uh, you're not far. Four dollars sixty six ish. Four dollars sixty six. I mean, fucking giddy up, son. So I went and got a couple yeah. other books. Less than a price of a coffee these days. Less than a price. Well, mate, you show me a place that's doing four dollars sixty six coffees, and I say, bloke, fucking laundering money. Punters and drillers. Today's episode brought to you by Good Day. The fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think two hundred and seven reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Sun was good. Food was good. Living was good. Um, I think I got a tan. I can't be sure. I got some sun. I got sun kissed. I know that for sure. Didn't drink a sun kissed. I definitely got kissed, dude. I definitely got kissed. Yeah, but I can't tell with you I've because had sometimes it looks like little butterfly kisses. Yeah, but look at my skin right now, dude. I mean, I know it's hard for you to tell, but it's pretty fucking... 
It's looking pretty good. You got sun kissed here. It's looking pretty good. Sun kissed there. Well, buddy. I'm always sun kissed there. In fact, I'm more like, I'm like fucking, you got sun hickeys on that band of my face, unfortunately. Um, I've realized that at this stage of my life, officially, I'm a resort guy. I am fucking full resort guy. Give me a fucking pool that never ends. Give me room service. Give me restaurants. It's you just there's just nothing you need. Give me buffet breakfasts as opposed to what? give me robes. As opposed to getting like an Airbnb, nah, dude. Like sorry, fuck Airbnbs, sorry, dude. sorry. I'm over Airbnbs, bro. I'm over them. They're done. They're done for me. Like I understand that. Like they started yeah. off with good intentions, really quaint. Open my home, come in, experience how I live. We can instead of swapping, you can just have mm. it and pay me a nominal fee. Sure, cool, whatever. But. There's no room service. They don't make your fucking bed. And if you go on a if you go on a beach holiday, right? You got sand through that bitch in the first twenty four hours. That's the sandiest fucking shit all of all time. You need it cleaned daily. Yeah. I need fresh towels, bruh. I'm sorry. I don't want to have to go and fucking do laundry mm. on holidays. I need a new towel every day. I'm sorry, environment. No. I do. That's what I require. Yeah, no, the environment can can kick rocks as far as my need for fresh towels goes at a resort. I fu fuck the environment as it pertains to my need for fresh towels. I make no apologies for that. You know what else I want to do? I want to get room service, and then once I'm done with all the plates, just pop pop them out the door. I'm just going to leave them there. Someone will clean up. They go magically disappear. I don't know what happens. I've never seen them collected. You just put them there. You come back out. They're gone. You put them out the front. Job Buffet done. breakfast, Edward? I don't know if you're... Look, you and I know, you and I are getting cut to shit, six-pack city, next six weeks specifically. But if there's a buffet breakfast going on, I abandon all potential diet responsibilities. It's like, sorry, oh, I'm not meant to eat before midday. You can go and jam it because there's six different types of eggs. Uh, I've got some of the best crispiest bacon I've ever seen and just like a huge tray of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beans. It's all the shit you usually get, but it's in buffet style. There's just something freeing about it. There's something really freeing about a buffet breakfast time. I completely agree. You go a little bit overboard as well. I find myself having courses, which I would never usually do for breakfast. Usually I'll sit down and just have a breakfast on its own terms. But here at the buffet, yeah. I'm starting out light. I'm starting out with a yogurt, maybe a little birch and muesli, which I never eat. But I'm at the fucking buffet, so the world's my oyster. Then I'm going to that little man who's making the omelets for me because I'm a big omelet guy and I love omelets. And I'm putting in all manner of fucking thing. And now I've got a beautiful omelet. I've got beautiful bread. I've got fucking mushrooms. Yeah. I've got beans. I've got bacon. I've got all kinds of shit. A bit of Worcestershire on top of there, Tom. Then I'm having dessert. Twelve different because, juices. Because any fucking buffet worth its salt better have little chalky muffins laying around for the big guy. I'll load up a plate of chocolate. Yeah, well, this one had a Nutella fountain. This one had a Nutella fountain. Eddie, I don't want to get your fucking alarm, but it did. Now, I just went for two full servings of basically big breakfast. And this is, you're seeing me right now. I'm like an anaconda trying to digest an antelope. I'm fucking, I went hard. And was that the best decision before a podcast? One would argue maybe you don't eat so that you aren't a lethargic fucking you know gestating or not gestate digesting uh python 
but this is what I am now. I'm trying to pass a large amount of bacon and eggs and my body's working overtime and it's obviously, you know, directing all its energy to that. But I don't give a shit. I tell you what, I haven't fucking thought about a goddamn thing all weekend. Like just, you know, when it's like holidays, you want to check out. And usually with kids of late, those holidays have sucked a bag of shit. I have just been so relaxed. I fucking, I didn't know what was going on. I forgot the footy was on. I forgot everything was on. Manly did their best to sort of fuck me, fuck me up. Like first half we're 30 nil. I'm like, okay, good. This is what my holiday needed. Just an absolute unexpected humping of the sharks. Now Manly did let, they let the sharks back into the point we almost uh, gave up the biggest comeback in the history of the NRL. We didn't do that, but that was the that was the only time I think that my heart rate had been raised since Thursday. The fly, flying with children was bad. I thought I was in for another bad holiday. Actually, Eddie, flying over here was a fucking nightmare. But basically, from the moment we landed, things are good. Flying is a nightmare. It just is. I. You'd think that improvements may have been made to flying. I don't. I haven't noticed any uh, uptick in comfort whatsoever in my entire life of flying. I could be wrong, but I certainly haven't noticed. Do you know what the improvement is? The improvement is it's it's just about where is the improvement coming from. It's not improvement for the consumer. It's like them optimizing how many fucking millimeters can we take from everyone slowly before you are sitting jammed the fuck into your seat. And I was, we flew with Virgin and it was like, oh no, they've definitely, this is, this plane's got smaller since the last time I was on a flight. I haven't grown. Like I'm not taller. I was like, they're taking the piss here. You, well, listen, for you and I, mate, six foot and above, yeah, that's right. We we need the exit rows. Like, it, there should be a disclaimer, I think, that they put on it, whereby if you're just in a regular seat, you need to be a fucking gymnast to get in there. You've got to have your legs behind your head, legitimately. Yeah. It's absurd in the extreme. When I flew in just you've before... Got to be able to, you've got to be able to suck your own dick. You've got to be able to suck your own penis, and I cannot... Now, that might be a length thing. It might be a flexibility no. thing. It may be a combination of both. They flew us around for half an of hour, course. Tom. Wait, I think a it's a combination of both. Half an hour? Were you in the exit row? Fucking oath. Yeah, see, with children, you aren't allowed an exit row because they are not going to help in fucking an emergency. They aren't going to do shit. But, except like getting your way. Um,. Now, I felt bad because we had people sitting in front of us, right? I feel like this is just, though, when you get on a flight, you know that there's a chance that you're going to be stuck with some fucking annoying kids around you. Like, that just is what it is. And now I'm obviously speaking from the other side. I have now died and gone to the other side. And as a parent with kids who are – if your kid's like, I reckon – five and over you can like whip them into shape like you could probably scare them into doing what you want but three and one you are just constantly battling those motherfuckers evie slightly better but zoe just a fucking psycho non-stop so unfortunately the people in front of us you know they had a 
they had some annoying kids behind them, basically. But they weren't like shaking their chair and shit, but every once in a while they'd bump into them. And, you know, like, what can you do? Steph and I spent three hours on this fucking flight trying to stop that from happening. But they just kept turning around and looking at us and scowling. And, like, Steph was getting pissed off. And I was, but I was trying to sh not show it because I thought that at least one of us should be calm. <laughs> because, like, ultimately I wanted to go, what the fuck are you looking at? What the fuck are you looking at? Yeah, I'm sorry that my kids. Because initially you are apologetic. You're like, oh, sorry, I get it. But then when they just start like giving you greasies, I'm like, do you fucking think that I want my kid to be doing this? Do you think I want to be on this flight with this fucking one year old? And you and your your fucking weird dad, who could be your boyfriend in some weird messed up sort of age gap relationship. Do you think like? Do you think we want to do it? She's your kid. You've had a kid. You know what it's like. Fuck you. Stop looking at us. You're not helping the situation, you stupid prick. Now, I didn't say any of this, mm. but I wanted to, but I didn't. And Steph Steph was getting close to it. I had to. She's got that fiery Croatian blood. She was probably ready to rip someone's fucking head off. Anyway, I want to... It's a roundabout way of me apologizing to those people, <laughs> but also not apologizing because, like, fucking cut me some slack. Mate, fuck them. Don't apologize for your poor parenting. Just leave it. Hey, no, it wasn't poor parenting. <laughs> it was... <laughs> you know what? You should be feeling sorry for me, not for the kids. They had to run amok for fucking three hours on a plane. That's probably the only thing that, like, I'm not... I'm not... Uh, I'm like, you know, ready to come home. Sweet, it's been a nice little holiday. I just, I'd honestly prefer to drive a car than fly with them again. That's one of the great drives all time, buddy. I know, I know. That's just, but that's a part not, of me that's, that's like, not, that's it fucking, would be easier. That's not drivable, not with kids. That's three days on the road, mate. Long days too. What about, what about if you got a camper van? Like if you got one of those Winnebago camper van things, that's a little easier because then they can just do whatever they want. Well, you I, don't need seatbelts in a camper van, do you? You can just fucking run around. I think technically you do, Matt. I think by the letter of the law you do. Um, I think like any other vehicle, you need a seatbelt. Generally speaking, I could be wrong. The Winnebago may make its own rules and live and die by its own sword. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm. I understand what you're mm. saying. You'd need a fucking Winnebago, bro. If you're putting the kids into the, your car, driving for three days straight to get up there, fuck that. You just cop the three hours and get on with it. That's my opinion. I don't have kids though, so it's never. Look, been an you're issue. probably right, Eddie, and you don't. You don't have. It's a different story, but you are probably right. No, I'm almost certainly um, right, as usual. Mm, that's not fair, but it is probably true as well. You're probably right about being right. Now the back to the resort thing though. I think, and I think maybe Sebo and I were having this discussion at some point as well, but like, because Sebo's up here, Chica is also here, staying at the same resort, had dinner with Sebo last night. But is there a world anywhere, you know, like we start our own sort of like getaway show? Because getaway is like just on free to air. Who watches free to air TV anymore, respectfully, most of the time, unless it's live sport. But like, you know, just us basically going around re reviewing resorts, play on their golf courses. Hopefully they have a casino. We try out their buffets. We try out their room service. We time them. 
I think um, um, I think that's a great idea. You know, how, how soft are the robes? Listen, I couldn't think of anyone more qualified than you and I to take on such uh, a tremendous undertaking. But more than that, um, it's almost like, could I go as far as saying what Wikipedia has done for access to, to human information us reviewing resorts on behalf of the punter and the dribbler, you could argue even more important. The punter and the dribbler needs to know what's out there for them before they book their next holiday. Is the golf course mm. any fucking good? What's the buffet like? Is there a robe that you can play into a slipper? Is the other slippers missing? Is that a problem yes. for you? Is that an issue for you? Um, is there a casino? What are the amenities like? Do you know what the amenities... Can I just drop some amenities? Walking around this place, there are random water taps, just randomly, everywhere, that have fucking sparkling, mineral, normal, chilled. Sparkling. See, that's a nice touch. Yeah, dude, sparkling sparkling taps. See, that's a nice touch. It's a nice touch, dude. You Tell you what, you you don't get that in an Airbnb. You don't. No, you don't, mate. You got to wash your own fucking towels at Airbnb. We've been over it. We've been over. Yeah, it. you got to clean the whole fucking house after paying through the nose. No, I think it's a great idea, Tom. It's a great idea. Obviously, run a, a quick eye over the gym, um, and I don't think it requires anything more than that. You got it, of course. You know, no, I like that, get Tom. I like that idea a lot. Let's look into that. Let's uh, let's try and get that off the ground before someone steals it. Yeah, well, someone's probably in the process of stealing it right now. Um, play Papa Roach, Last Resort as the intro song. Probably yeah, sounds like a great time to transition, if we can, punters and dribblers, into the fact that job done. Job done. Earn retained. Fuck off, job. England. Yeah. Listen, bit of rain about. Can't help it. Not my fault. This would be my opinion, Tom, if you, if you don't mind. Um, are you telling me, bruh, that in an English Ashes series, in an English summer, are you telling me that you, didn't, that you thought we'd lose no days to rain? Is that what you thought? You thought we'd lose no <laughs> days to rain? Because if that's what you thought, you're a fucking idiot. Because there's always days lost to rain in England. Yep. Sessions and days, baby. Sessions and days. Now, what did Australia do? We won the dry days, baby. We won the days when cricket was there to be fucking won. Now, I don't, I don't give a fuck yep. if they have found a bit of form and they're playing well at the moment. Well, you should have started better. You should have started better. Oh, you're getting basballed. Uh, nah, bruh. Your basball failed to deliver results in the first two tests. It's as simple as that. Where the fuck was basball when you declared, gave us a sniff in the first test, then we come over the top of you with two weeks to spare? Where was your basball then? It wasn't anywhere. You were fucking whinging and complaining. Job done there. Tick. Thanks very much. Then we bowl you out in the next test. Thanks very much. Another job done. Another fucking tick. It's not my fault that there was a couple of days rain when you were playing well. Why is that my problem? Yeah, in the in the couple of days when you guys just absolutely listen, you got to ride your luck in this life. When you guys got hot, and that Crawley kid, he got hot, and we got cold. 
The only time really that anyone's been super hot and super cold, super polar um, in the series, because it's all been pretty ebb and flow back and forth. Unfortunately, you weak English cucks only decided to do it when there was rain about. And now there's fucking rain, drawn test. Look, I'm not going to say job done, done. It's certainly possible. If I was the boss, I'm not coming back in and going, hey, you didn't finish the job. You've retained. Now we go into the Oval, wherever the fuck it is, and we go to win. We come to win, we go to win. I, I don't understand. And again, I've been so switched off from the world that it actually kind of worked out. There was no cricket on because I couldn't be fucked to stay up late and watch it. But the hyperbole and the flip-floppiness of the English media where when we were fucking winning the first two tests, it was like, Baz Ball sucks. What are these guys doing? This is a disgrace. This is now Ashes meant to be played. Then I saw an article, uh, probably after Crawley's big big dog fucking runs, or the, their first innings they put on almost 600. And it was like, is this the greatest English side of all time? I'm like, you're fucking 2-1 down. The greatest English side of all time? Like, what the, what the fuck are we even talking about? Let's just relax first but also you just look dumb being so all over the shop there isn't there but isn't the there other isn't thing a i shorter saw it, memory it. than an english memory oh no dude they are goldfish goldfish but then there's now yarns that like pat cummins oh he might fucking step down from the captaincy after this series I'm trying to work out whether that's legit, whether that's like insight, whether that's what he actually wants to do, whether that's what people are just talking about because we had some uninspiring fielding placings and tactics. But I'm like, the cunt's 2-1 up in the ashes. How the fuck? And he just won the World Test Championship. Like, he's, he's his head's on the chopping block. He single-handedly won us the first test mm. when he's dug in. I think that sounds like a load of shit. Unless, Tom, it's coming from the man himself and he's finding the job of captaining the nation whilst also bowling a taxing one. But from a results perspective, uh, test fucking championship into the urn, retain. Now, there was two jobs to do. Job one, retain. Job two, win the series. So there's still one more job left to do. But that's fucking ludicrous in the extreme. Mm. Yeah, it's been a tough... You know, particularly this test has been tough for him. But if you go along Glenn McGrath's train of thought, then they were just playing the fucking... They were playing the conditions, baby. And all they wanted to do was go out there and defend their lead, get home to the fucking retention, and off you go. So I don't know why anyone would say that. But the English, the English memory is so short, it's staggering in the extreme. Johnny Bairstow bowled out because he was leaving his crease early. Mm. Stiff shit on your bike. Stay in your crease, you fucking loser. Like, they forgot that they used to, on many occasions, they, on many occasions they've done the same thing. They conveniently forget that. That's goldfish, uh, goldfish behavior example one. Goldfish example behavior two. Behavior example two, rather. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, punters and dribblers. Is when 2013... No, I got it. In 2013, it. Tom, when they'd already won the Ashes because they won in Australia in 10-11. We don't remember that. We don't really talk about that series, obviously. But it did happen. 
They retained. They retained yeah, yeah, because of they were up two 0 but they retained because of rain in the third test. And all the old tweets from back then, from Pierce Morgan, that fucking loser, to Stuart Broad, to all these other fucking cucks, going, "Thank God for the rain, do the rain dance." Like they don't. When the shoes on the other foot, they couldn't give a shit about rain. And now that we win, like, and they're trying to make they out. They might be the most hypocritical race of people on earth. They're trying to make out like where they're going, oh, look at these fucking Australians reveling in the chance to retain the ashes during in rain. It's almost as if we'd chosen to do so. Like, Pat Cummins didn't seem yeah. that pumped up, at least from my opinion, in the post-match press conference. He wasn't jumping through the fucking walls, was he? In celebration at the fact that they retained no, the still, due to because well, he knows there's a job to do. But it, so stop no, making he knows out, there's a job to stop do. Making jo- out, job one, retain. Stop making out like it was an Australian decision to win during rain. Like, although it may seem like we have the ability to manipulate the fucking weather gods, we don't. We don't. Yeah, of course it looks like that. Of course that, listen, I understand that that's maybe how it appears that we have had found a way to manipulate weather, cloud seeding. I don't want to get into it, but look into it. I'm not saying that we cloud seeded. The weather is what the weather is and English weather is fucking awful. So listen, it's a retention. You retain and you move on and then you go and win or you go and draw and then in so doing you win. So Fuck, baby. I don't mind if it rains for the whole fifth test. Obviously, I'd prefer it didn't. Well, listen. But if that's the way we win the urn, then fuck the English. I don't really give a fuck because we've already got our two wins. Obviously, I want to win the series. I'm not I'm not shying away from that fact. But let's also talk about the fact, if you want to talk a little luck, we've lost four fucking tosses in a row. The greatest off-spinner to ever off-spin has been MIA, which is effect... Affected the stability and the belief of the side, Tom. I don't think that's been too hyperbolic. The belief yep. of the side has faltered without him around. Do you see us kicking rocks and complaining and fucking whinging about the fact we haven't won a nope. toss and the greatest off-spinner to ever off-spin isn't playing? No, because we just get on with the job, okay? Heads down, bum up sort of stuff. When you are so vocal in declaring that you should have won the fucking series and you would have done if not for rain. That is pathetic and beater as it fucking comes. Like, stop making out you're the greatest side of all time. You lost the first two fucking tests, mate. Is that the greatest side of all time? Would lose the first yeah, two know, tests and not retain the urn? Like, what are you talking about, mate? I tell you what fucking elite, high-octane, throbbing sides do. They pound you into the earth fucking 5-0. Why didn't we beat you 5-0 last time you were Australia? Yeah, rain. Do we fucking go on and on about it? No, we don't. We go, that's annoying. We move on with our lives. Also, just going back a little bit further, England have only won three of the last 20 Ashes tests. So give it a rest. They're shit, dude. They're shit. They're shit. I don't know what we do in terms of... Uh, when's, the, when's the next one? How long Thursday night it starts. Horny. Horny, horny stuff. Um, well, that's exciting. It's very exciting. But I just that's wanted to exciting. say, well done, Australia. We do. I don't know if we bring Toddley back in. Well done, Australia. Yeah, well done, Australia. Well done, Australia. And like, never in doubt. Never in doubt. England, look, I'm not going to pretend like they didn't look good. They didn't. They they looked good in that first innings. Now, unfortunately, that came in the fourth test um, that they started to play really well. Will they now 
try and like you know have they are they back are they now in form or is it like you know do that two games in a row bro we're coming for you listen they've looked good this test i will admit that i'm pre- i'm prepared to put my hand up and admit they've looked good in the last test but I don't give a fuck because it got rained out and the history books will show it's a draw. If you were to like just, you know, move your finger up the history books, all you'll see is a draw. You're not going to remember. Next generation's not going to remember. They're not going to give a fuck. They're going to see it as a draw and they're going to see it as <laughs> earned retained. Now, there is the, the, the little matter though, Tom, of job not done. Because if you were to go through mm. the own history books of Australia, the history books would show quite clearly that you've got top three batsmen in the history of Australian cricket in the side. You've got Marnus, who's a fucking weapon. You've got David Warner, one of the greatest, most prolific openers we've ever had. You've got the the quartet of bowlers that have been together since, you know, the early days, Tom, who are just so fucking elite and so hot and so horny. We've got a really nice rugby league cricket side, and it would be an almighty shame if we were not to get a win in England. It'd be a real fucking travesty, I think. It seems set up for us right now. It's like it's our best shot that we've had in 20 years. It's as close as it's gotten. We're just going to... We just need to sack up here. You could argue that we were pretty close. Sack up. We were, it's time for sack. We were, we were pretty close in 2019, if not for Stokes' in elite innings and the fact that at the Oval we were asleep at the wheel. Well, it's not a bad point. It's not a bad point. It's not a bad point, Eddie. That, you would actually argue that we were closer there. We were a literal fucking review um, away or a run out. But again, I'm not one for history. Everything means the most right now because it's right now. Mm. There is no you know? future. There is no past. There is only now. There is only now. There is only the present. Um, but fuck, we'll see how we go. Eh? See how we go. Well done, boys. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well done. We need some probably some fucking tons though. You know what I mean? Like let's let's go on with a couple. Let's fucking get set and go on with it. Yeah. No more fifties. I'm fucking sick of fifties. Not interested in fifties. Uh, not interested. What? I need tons. I need brave, brave fucking Australian rugby league tons. There's a reason that Shane Watson was maligned by the public, and it's the fact that he was allergic to tons, tons, tons for the nation. So if one of these fuckers goes out there and gets a start again and doesn't go on with the big job, I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be fucking furious. Uh, Bloody Marnus is starting to get a bit of a reputation. And he was all right this last test, but... He did get 100. No tons outside of Australia. Huh? He got 100. Did he get 100? (laughs) That's so funny. I completely missed that. And it's it's his second... Did he get a ton? Yeah, it's his second overseas ton. He got got one against Sri Lanka. He got one yesterday, mate. You are relaxed. That's so good. I am checked out. (laughs) Yeah, they. I was like, "Fuck!" They bowled thirty no overs. Getting fucking they bowled That's thirty so overs good. yesterday, and he got a ton. That is so good. <laughs> I'm just going to look. I mean, again, <laughs> how many did he get? Did he get out? Or was he not? One eighteen. One eleven. One eleven. And then he really loosened up after the hundred and played some questionable shots, and then got out. Dude. 
I actually love that I didn't know that. Kids checked. Kids checked. Dude, I'm fully checked out. That's good. I might need to fucking proofs to Steph that I've been this checked out. 111 of 173. Swamp Junior Junior, 31. I love that Besto got out of 99. Why the fuck do I know that? I don't know that Manus got a... Besto didn't get he out. Didn't get 51 a, and yeah. 100. He was 99. He was 99 not. No, sorry. Not out. 99 not. You know what I mean? He didn't get his ton. What loser let him down? All of the tail end. Really? It's James Anderson. It would have been James. Well, yeah, but there's yeah. like one last one. It would have been Jimmy. Oh, was it Jimmy? It would have been Jimmy. Jimmy can't bat. Deborah. Jimmy, I think I heard today, only taken maybe four wickets this whole Ashes series. Jimmy hasn't been going that well, mate. Oh, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy's showing his age. No. Jimmy's showing his age. Jimmy's showing his age. I can't believe I didn't know Minus got 100. That's fucking hilarious. Bit of rugby league around the traps, everyone. You know? Bit of rugby league, mate. There's a little bit of rugby league you get, running you around. Did you watch much rugby league over the weekend? There's a little bit of rugby league running around. Uh, Do you watch much of the rugby league I over the weekend? I watched a little bit of rugby league. I certainly watched Manly fucking hump the shit out of the Sharks until we weren't, but we basically did. Yeah. Listen, it, it was foot off the pedal stuff. What happened was, punters and jibblers, is the DCE tore you a new asshole. That's what happened. It was 30 nil, which. I yep. mean, it was pack it up stuff. What happened, Tom, realistically, if I'm running an eye over what happened? Jake Trebojevic went off the field with an HIA or to get looked at, uh, and we fell apart. We absolutely fell apart. Mount Paseca was off the field. Josh Aloye. Fuck. Sorry, bro. Aloye. He was off the field too, and we fell in a big, fat, stinking heap. Now, thank the fucking heavens we held on because I was not in the mood to witness the greatest comeback in the NRL. That would have hurt. The licks would have been deep and honest and true. But it wasn't to be. Manly yep. hold on for a famous victory. Famous because we almost fucked it. Famous because the Sharks were at home and everyone thought they were going to win the fucking premiership this year. But they're proving to everyone that they're a very good chance of falling outside the eight. In fact, I'd argue they will, Tom. We might leapfrog them. I think there's room for Manly now in the eight. I think there's plenty of You're room You're absolutely right. Well, listen, we, we, had, a, we had a brief look at the, at the, the, the draw the other, last week and it was like, we've got some fucking... Winnable games coming home. I think it's the Dragons next week. Shout out to the Mad Dragon. You're ready to get fucking humped. Um, DCA's 300th. But yeah, mate, having all those boys off the field, DCA's 300th, all those boys off the field injured, we were just running out of puff. Like it actually, some people are like, oh, you're fucking, you know, manly going to shoot. It's like, no, dude. We had Mount Paseca, Jakey Turbo, and Aloye off the fucking field. Three big thickies. Of course, we're going to bloody slow down. I tell you what, Ed. Didn't mind Matt Lodge in the Maroon and White. I'm not going to lie. I didn't mind the signing, and I don't. I didn't mind him. He looked good. I thought he looked good. He was. He's fucking humongous, and we needed a big thicky. We did need a big thicky. We were short thickies. You and I have been going on and on and on about uh, how short in the thicky department we've been. Matt Lodge did a job. Like to see it. I don't know what the uh, the injury to Mount Pasek looks good. like, but we could probably do with another thicky. If he's going to be down and out. Well, listen, I don't think we... I think we could... 
there's no shortage of thickies. We could go another thickie. That's for damn sure. We could definitely go another thickie. It was what did Mount Paseca do? Do we know? It was like he went. Oh, he got his leg in a weird position when in the tackle. I think it I was his knee. I think it was his knee. Yeah. I just don't want it to be a fucking Cindy or something where he's out for a uh, Cindy Mouse. I don't know if it was a Cindy Mose or not, mate. Not sure. Yes. It's a suspected grey three MCL. Josh Alloyer looked like a... Sh- grey three MCL. Oh, yeah. fuck. That reeks of a that's season. Good. All right, mm. well, that's like six to eight weeks. Yeah, six to eight, six to eight, six to eight. Maybe higher, <laughs> maybe longer. I can't remember. I know I've done... Well, yeah, it's, it's TBC at this point, but the they're time, waiting on scans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Done leagues, Done some leagues in my time. Manly only one point outside the eight times, though, so I can't entirely remember. Yeah, exactly, mate. We're fucking, we're in, and we got the Dragons next week. Like, there's a couple. Dave, your fucking loser Storm are looking like falling out of the top four after getting <sighs> done by the Knights. You guys are fucking in serious trouble. You don't know how much I was cheering on the Sharks to make that comeback, just because I knew it would have nullified us getting pounded by the Knights. But it is, you know, it's a tale of two teams. Yeah. That Storm are, you know, commiserating a loss that. You know, it gets us down from third to fourth, and Manly are celebrating a victory that boosts you up to 11th place. So, congrats to you. Well, no, it's not about congrats. I was just more wanting to hear you, some, some thoughts from you about how you lost to the Newcastle Knights after Christian Welsh, who's a friend of the show. I don't want it to be misunderstood here, but Christian, one of the great servings of humble pie after... His little um, press conference yarn with Bellamy where it's like, how the fuck did the Knights lose to the Panthers? They have got no one. And then that same Newcastle Knights side comes and fucking humps you losers. Like, how does that feel? Yeah, look, you know, clubs that are less united than us at the Melbourne Storm would have shifted blame for those two losses onto our great and powerful captain, Christian Welch. But we have to accept that responsibility as a team, including the fans. You know, that's on us as well. But... You know, still a few weeks out from the finals. We got Paps to come back. Remus Smith being out for the season is not good. But, you know, I'm still confident we'll stay in the top four. If we can turn our form around, premiership's not unlikely. So, I'm not worried. No, you're definitely not winning the comp this year. Um, I tell you who is looking, just back to us, Eddie, just back to a bit more manly stuff because Dave, you know, you definitely blame Christian Welsh. I love Christian Welsh, but it's 100% his fault for that loss to the Knights. And I think that we should all acknowledge it. Um, stubby cooler can of cola look nice. He's just looking nice. Did you see that ball? Actually, fuck. Daily Cherry Evans is comfortably the best halfback in the competition right now. Probably Daily, Adam Reynolds, Cleary, IMO. Just right now, if you're doing the live ladder, you know what I mean. Daily, that ball he threw for Cooler's second, maybe. It was just like this slow, meandering cutout pass over Olakawatu. Like the chip kick to Croker, the fucking, he gets the ball, the guy jams in on him, he just stops, gets around him, then throws this like 600-meter cutout ball straight to Jason Saab, who flicks it back around. Phil Gould didn't have KO, unfortunately, on holidays. Phil Gould was... Touching himself. Bad Daily Cherry Evans. I could hear him fapping in the commentary box. Well, because he knows quality when he sees it, Tom, and feel inclined, as he's always been, to touch himself when he eyeballs quality. It's as simple as that. Yeah, You've <laughs> got to wonder 
whether Fitzgibbon knows what the fuck he's doing. No offense. But it, that's one leaky ship at You've the Sharks, mate. Like, Talakai, see you later. Moylan, see you later. They're still leaking. Four of our six tries came down that side, even though they tried to plug the hole. All at sea, 30 points. Yeah, you scored some late, but we had injuries and we stopped caring. It was essentially 30 nil. Mm. Let's call it as it, as, as it legitimately yeah. was. It was 30 nil. Humped 30 nil at home. This close to finals. Obviously, finals is still a couple of fucking weeks away. Maybe more than a couple, but we're close enough. We're outside of the origin period, which basically means it's finals footy. And the Sharks going like a busted ass. Missed the finals almost certainly. And you know what else? You know what else it, it tells me, Eddie? All of this talk has been about the fact that Sharks can't beat top eight sides. I guess we're a top eight side then. Proof's in the pudding, mate. Like, obviously, technically, we're not in the Sorry, top eight right eight, now. We're in the top eight. Technically, we're not, but we sort of are, right? We basically are. No, we, we're, we're a top eight side. We are a top eight side. We're a top eight side. Manly's sharks, a top eight side. Sharks are flat track bullies. I tell you he's not a top four side. Storm. Storm aren't a top four side. No, that we do know. Losing to the Knights, yuck. You can't lose to Newcastle. Yuck. Yuck. Can't. Yuck. Can't lose to Newcastle and be a top four side. That's disgusting. What is the ladder right now? The ladder, so Penrith Broncos in first. Actually, I'll bring this across here so Eddie can see. Then we got... Warriors in third. It was actually good that you guys beat the Sharks because it means we stayed in the top four. Mm. Um, yeah, so Storm, Raiders in fifth. Sharks, Cowboys, Eels. Then Bunnies. Knights ahead of Manly. And then you got the bottom. Fuck, it's funny the Bunnies are out of the top eight. Yeah, mate. That's hectic. And the Cows are seventh. What a turnaround from the Cows. Like, I know that, but, like, what a turnaround. Mate, massive turnaround. The Cows going all right. You got to give them credit where credit's due. The bunnies outside the mate, top eight. Mate, they're outside is, the top four. Mate, the bunnies outside the top eight is shocking in the extreme. Because they feel like they feel like they've had a good season by and large. You know what I mean? Where it's like the eels and the cowboys sucked fucking huge dicks at the start of the season. I tell you what, I'm sick of. What I would be fucking like. Obviously, I was ropeable at, at this during Origin, but if you're a bunnies fan. And also New South Wales fans, seeing Latrell named every week only to be fucking uh, removed on Friday is just one of the great fucking mm. blue ballings all time. Yeah. Didn't they do that? Did, and again, I don't want to do another Manus here, but did they do that with Viliami as well for the dogs? Yeah. I know he was meant to come back care, this week eh? and then they more care, eh? But yeah, they fucking... Sam Kerr. Same thing with the Matildas. Shout out to the Tillies, but Sam Kerr, blue ball in the nation, having a fucking calf injury. But yeah, if I was a South fan, every single week, Latrell's coming back, not to come back. I mean, it happened in New South Wales. It happened for Origin. That's what I'm saying. He was coming back for game two. He almost made game one, and then he's been out for like 12 weeks. I know. Isn't that crazy? Literally named to play game one, then not. Nah. Named to play game two, not. Nah. Game three, they actually left him out. And then every fucking week, he's, he's basically coming back for the Rabbitohs and never does. Game one of Origin was a long time ago. Yes, it was. Anyway, come back soon, Troll. No, it's not your fault. But he was looking fit as well. I saw a photo of him. I was like, oh, this kid's coming to play. Mm. Mm. 
Anyway. But Daily Cherry Evans is the best halfback in the competition. Easily. Easily. Jam that up, yeah. Got Phil Gould fully erect. For, like, I don't know how often he gets erect these days. That's just a, you know, it's probably a personal private matter for him. But I know one thing's for sure. That man had a raging, raging boner Sunday, 4 p.m. Shark Park. Daily Cherry Evans. He doesn't need pilot when Cherry Evans plays like that. No, no, no. That's listen, and pilot obviously the online's online men's health toolkit, right? Like code dribbles will get you your first doctor's consult for free. Sorry, code you're the bird. Get your first doctor's consult for free. But they'd be looking over their shoulder at Daily Cherry Evans. And I believe they also sponsor the Sharks, Pilot. But they'd be looking over the back going, mate, if this guy keeps playing the way he's playing, we're not going to need to solve any more boner problems. No. This kid will do it all himself. Well, it will ruin their business, mate. Ruin the business model. Because all you need to do is put on yeah. Cherry Evans highlights and you're fucking good to go. Mm. Certainly for us. Shout out to Cherry Evans. So 300 games this weekend. No small feat. One club man. Obviously, just adores the club, no. won a premiership for the club, bled for the club, won for the club, lost for the club, done a job for the club. Shout out to Skip. We wish him all the best. Yep. Look, he, he shouted us out for 500 episodes. It's only right that we shout him out for, for 300 games. Obviously, it's not 500 games, like if you were to equate episodes to games, but it's still, it's a lot. It's a lot. Listen, it's cute, you know what I mean? 300 goes all right. It's not 500, but 300 goes all right, you know? It goes okay. goes pretty well. Yeah. It's not 500, obviously, it okay. but it goes okay. Yeah. It goes okay. It goes okay. And I'm proud of him. And I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, of yeah, thank you. Proud of us. The Tillies, though. Back to the Tillies quickly. Shout out to the Tillies getting the job done. When's their next game? Got a little bit nerve-wracking there. For the Tillies. Don't know. I, I, if you were paying attention, that was... I landed into Port Douglas, got into the hotel, and I watched some Tillies. Um, but I thought we were like, you know, Sam Kerr out, but we were still meant to sort of fuck with the Irish, and then it was a little bit close at the end. Mm. No, at least we won 1-0, mate. Sam Kerr out, resting the fucking... The hemi or the calf or something like that. It was... I think it's a calf. You could probably argue that it was a little bit close for comfort, but that's all right. Great fucking crowds, bro. Great crowds. I saw a call was obviously sold out when the Tillies played. Obviously, the nation loves the Tillies. But even Jamaica and France France last night at the SFS was sold out. 40,000. Getting fucking red hot numbers. Red hot numbers. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. When do we play next day? Uh, Thursday night against Nigeria at Suncorp. Okay. Another great night. Suncorp. Fuck yeah. Bit of Ashes cricket into... Fuck yeah, Tillies. Tillies. Yeah. We love that. That's good stuff. Good for the summer. Um, that is good stuff. Well, Eddie, look, I don't know if, if you've got anything else. To, you know, is there anything else that you feel that you need to share? Is there anything else we've missed? There's probably things we've missed. Bradman Best on the open market. I mean, I think we called that fucking three weeks ago. Call it months ago, mate, moons ago. Listen, nothing for me, Tom. I think we've done fucking well given the circumstances, given the slight delay, given the fact that you're trying to digest not one but two 
Aussie breakfasts. Mm. There's a couple more just little things. Mm. Uh, this just came through now. Friend of the show, Liam Knight, signing for the dogs, effective immediately. Interesting. Um, there was the... Sw- no way. Yeah. Effective immediately. Yeah. Could play for dogs as soon Heck as this weekend. Really? Mm. Okay. Wow. Danny Widler reporting that. I don't know we if We were just on yet. their podcast last week, punters and dribblers. We were just... They were in the studio, uh, Liam and... Toby Rudolph have a podcast stuck in the middle, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, that will be on soon. But Liam kept that quiet, didn't he? Yes, he did. Again, he'd never met us before, so that's not shocking. Yeah, but yeah we surprised by that, quiet. Tom. I'm not. Mm, look a little bit now. I didn't realise he was back from um, injury. Hectic. There you go. Um, there was some good results in the swimming overnight. Did you guys? I don't see know that? what I know. I did we win three oh. gold medals? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. Talk to me. Talk dirty to me. Dude, they broke the fucking 4 by 100 relay record. Yeah, there were some records that tumbled. Um, let me get up exactly what it was. We broke the world record? Oh, fucking oath. God, our golden yeah, girls are good, dude. Our golden girls Ariane, are so good. Can, can I ask a question? And it might be... This might be me being like a bit of a you know, tall poppy dick. Not even tall poppy, just being... Maybe I'm just being like... Uh, Unfair. Um, but like the fucking, that guy who coaches Ariane Titmus sort of making all of her record breaking moments about him a little bit. Dean Boxall. We've, uh, we've got, you the know, when he's like here. shaking and fucking. Show me. Yeah, Dean Boxall when Ariane just won the world record. Oh. Like, I get it, but. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think he's pumped, obviously, but Boxall likes. Just he likes. Bit. He likes the. He likes the fucking bright lights, mate. Boxall likes the bright lights. Simple as that. And I can respect that, right? Like I understand getting excited. They beat the world record by like three seconds or something. Um, that's a long time. But. So Dave did Titmus well, beat they're, they're the obvi- I, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Titmus won the so, yeah. 400 meter. Titmus decimated her competition. Yep. She won the Sorry, 400 meter freestyle. Ariane Titmus. Sorry, Dave. I'm just going to read it out here, bros. Um, decimated her competition to set a new world record and take the gold medal in the women's 400 meter freestyle as Australia dominated the opening night of the World Swimming Champs in Japan. Titmus torched arch rivals Katie Ledecky and Summer McIntosh, who was the reigning world record holder to touch the wall at 3.55.38 in what many rated one of the greatest swims ever seen by an Australian. Really? I mean, it'd have to be, right, if it's a fucking world record. Oh, we It's literally that. the greatest. Ariane Titmus is no fucking joke. Is she the Tasmanian? I think she's from Tassie. Sunny Tassie. Is she a Tassie gal? What a champion. We love that. Fucking oath. Who else won gold? So we won Titmus, 4 by 100 and what? The the men, uh, Sam Short, won the same men's event just before that. So 400 meter freestyle, Sam Short winning that. And then we won both men's and women's relays. We won the 4 by 100 okay, meter sorry, relay so I'm for men? I'm confused here, Dave. Did we, we, we won the women's. I don't think we won the men's. Titmus uh, won? No, yeah, the men's relay quartet, Jack Cartwright, Flynn Southam, Kai Taylor, and Kyle Chalmers won gold. Really? Yep. So we won four golds last night. Oh, one, two, three. Yeah, four. Yep, I think so. <laughs> Could I just ask a question here? Did Ariane 
break the world record for the 400 meters or did she break it in a relay? Uh, no, she won it for the 400 meters. No, but did she break the world record? In the oh, shit, Yeah, girl. she broke the world record in the 400 meters. So did we break two world records last night? I'm not sure if we broke the world record in the relay. Right, okay. Jeez, we No, okay, I must have, maybe I got that wrong. No, 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 we, sorry, we did break the world record That's in the relay That's why it's the greatest well. individual Oh, so score. two, two world records, four gold yeah, last yeah. night. Fuck, we are red hot. The, the women's relays, which we broke the world Records record tumbling. For, was yep. previously held by us as well in Tokyo. Of course it was. Well, of course it was. Because the Australian swim yeah, team yeah, is the pride of the nation. We know this. We dominate. Yep. The greatest swimming nation we of do. all time. Can I um can I leave you with, with something before I um before I go off and sun myself at uh my resort pool that has sort of a sand bank that I can sort of meander down like a crocodile entering the water. I went to a crocodile park yesterday and got to see some of these big meaty bastards up front. They are like in their habitat, like in the water and shit. Like, so like we're in like going through like a lagoon basically where there are all these crocs and like they're swimming up to the boat and there are some massive ones to come up and they eat the food off the stick and everything. Them in their habitat is fucking terrifying. Like I've got a whole new appreciation. They are, this one, I'll send you the video. And it does, the video doesn't even do it justice. This thing was fucking humongous, like four, four meters. And I think four meters, I'm like, that's not that big. But then you see it and you see the, th the thickness of it and the just the size of its head. You hear the sound of it snapping down on food and shit and you're like these things are dinosaurs still roaming this beautiful earth of ours humongous dinosaurs that just like everyone sort of nips around it's like oh don't go in there there might be crocs it's like should have, i was laying in water like this ankle deep at the beach i went to the beach yesterday and i'm like i'm not going out any further than i need to i don't get eaten by a fucking croc so i'm like laying in the shores and just like rolling from my front to my back in ankle deep water and steph goes how much do you reckon the p's and d's would pay to see that footage i was like don't you fucking film me at all you stupid bastard you keep a camera out of my face but brah those crocs seeing them swim through the water like coming up their ability to like control their depth like because they're just not there mm. and then you just see them rise up and then you can just see a crocs like shadow like just on the bank then they come all the way up they're they're like depth skills whatever the hell you call that depth control phenomenal man. but anyway if you ever come up here depth control hartley's croc park <laughs> shout out to crocs and it actually I'm shocked that the North Queensland Cowboys aren't called the Crocs. Like, I don't know how the fuck the Crocs skipped through to the keeper. Like, I'm pretty sure the, the local footy call, team in Port Douglas is, is the Port Douglas Crocs. If you head down to the... There's an there. AFL team. I've been called the Crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, and with full respect to the Port Douglas Crocs, I think that the North Queensland side might have, you know, been able to steal that one. But North Queensland Crocs are just like the Crocs, dude. Yeah, that's an opportunity missed. Big time. Stiff mm. shit. Shout mm. out to Crocs. Anyway, that's me. Yeah. Uh, no, but our talk with Willie Mason 
8 p.m. SEN tomorrow night. We are back with Big Willie Mace Mason. So enjoy that one. SEN 8 p.m. And then it'll be on the SEN app after that. And also you can check out our potty with Busby Maru, the uh, blues and roots. Would you describe their genre, Dave? Uh, I'd say they're Rockhampton boys. They're, but they were they had a good yarn with them last week. They're bluesy. bluesy. They're a bit of rock and roll. They've got, you know, folky, nice bluesy. Tunes. Yeah, yeah. Bit folky. of rock and roll. Bit of everything. Good stuff, though. I don't know, like, I don't know what any music genre is other than, like, hip hop or just rock or pop, maybe. But all those ones that are a bit more like, you got to know your shit to know the genre. But they were great. They were funny guys. So go check that out. Good stuff. Great stuff. Shout out to us. Shout out to the punter. Shout out to the dribbler. Shout out to Willie Mason. Shout out to SCN. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to Tobler. Shout out to me. Shout out to you. Shout out to me. See you later. Could you two just not talk anymore? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.